1: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: All right, welcome back to One Bills Live. Chris Brown, Steve Tasker on a Thursday, and we're talking Super Bowl. What will be the difference maker in this year's big game between the Chiefs and the Eagles? We go to the phones at 803-0550, where we do have a line open for you. And we lead off with Kevin in Hamburg. What do you got for us, Kevin?
3: Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. I want to say a couple of things. First, to talk about the weather. You were talking about the wonderful not having fool's gold weather and all that. You were talking earlier with Steve about Oh, yeah, yeah. April 2014, Easter Sunday was 65, and Palm Sunday was like 81. It felt like we were in New Orleans or something. That was a wonderful Palm Sunday, and it never went bad to be back. Or back to being bad until the next winter. So that was 2014. It was Palm Sunday. It was like 81. Easter yeah. was like 67.
2: I'll buy that for a dollar. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: And about your question, I think with two number one seeds, I think it will be whoever makes the least worst mistake at the worst time. It don't have to be a turnover. Look at that penalty on Pat, against Patrick Mahomes. Well, not on him, but the guy who pushed him out of bounds pretty much sealed the game for the Chiefs. Yeah. Or maybe hitting the kicker, trying to block a punt, and you can't get your defense off the field because you whacked the kicker or something like that. So it don't have to be a touchdown. It could be a pass interference that you think you're out of bounds or think it's the defense goes off the field. Nope, you got to go back on because you've got a 50-yard pass interference or something. So, yeah, do you
4: think so? You think Kevin, this game might come down to somebody making a catastrophic mistake?
3: Yeah, something like that, or maybe even a, a small one, like a big right. eighty-yard run, and uh, oh, there was a little holding in the backfield or something.
2: Yeah, I gotcha. hear you. All right, all right. thanks, Kevin. Uh, if Kevin thinks that's all it's going to take, he's got to also believe it's going to be a pretty close that's what game. I was then.
4: thinking too. Yeah, and I, it's hard to pick against either of these teams as good as they're playing and as talented as they are, and. It's hard to ever bet against Mahomes and Kelsey and Andy Reid. It's really going to be – yeah, it's a hard game to call because the explosiveness of Kansas City does not seem to be diminished without Tyreek Hill like everybody thought it might be. And, of course, the Eagles are this juggernaut on both sides of the ball. Their defensive pass rush is unbelievable, and their offense is a steamroller. So, yeah, it's hard to pick. Uh, I think Kansas City is still going to score points. Uh I think they'll still have a plan. I don't think Philly has there's no way Philly has saw seen a quarterback this season anywhere uh like Kansas City, Buffalo, San Diego, or LA, uh Cincinnati, you know. Yeah. That the Philly, the Eagles just didn't face those guys week in, week out like the Chiefs defense did. And I think their their defense is going to be like, oh my gosh, you know, how's this guy do this? Yeah. They're going to, get, I think they're going to get caught off a little flat footed. So we'll see. But I, yeah, I, I'm kind of with him. I think this might be a pretty close game.
2: Let's go back to the phones and we go to Judy in Buffalo next. What do you got for us, Judy?
5: <clears throat> Sorry, guys, but I don't really care who wins on Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my point is, the Bills have blown two years now where they were viable candidates for the Super Bowl. Okay. I want to know what it's going to take to get somebody like Brandon Cook on this team to make a difference. The Bills have only one chance, and that's to score 35 points per game. I don't care what they do with the defense. Last year, we won three games by three points. Otherwise, uh, it would have been a dis- dismal season for us. So what is it going to take to get somebody like Brandon cook to make a difference? So we have this great quarterback and we're going to waste him. If, if we don't get moving on the offense.
2: Yeah. uh, Valid question, Judy. And thanks for the call. Um, It's going to be interesting to see what the bills can and cannot do in terms of, you know, free agency or trades. Now, Cooks is still under contract in Houston. We know that at the trade deadline last year, he wanted out and was very disappointed when he was not moved at the trade deadline last fall. And he does have an out in his contract, but it's not until after this year where the cap hit is significantly reduced for the Texans who are still looking to build their roster back up. Now that's not to say you couldn't swing a deal and get him in a trade, but I would think, you know, 30-year-old receiver and for the Bills to fit that contract under the cap, because he's got a base salary of $18 million this year, um, you might have to spread some of that money out. So it might have to be like a sign-and-trade type situation, not to mention the fact that you'd be giving up assets in return just to land him.
4: And I, th- I think more of what we can address
2: there, you know, just for
4: everybody listening and, and callers who want to call in and talk about the same thing, to bring in another big-time wide receiver is what she's talking about. Yeah. And whether it's Brandon Cooks or a guy like Jamar Chase or T. Higgins or you know any of these other guys, find a guy who can balance the field away from Steph Diggs. So I get that, and I'm kind of with you. It looks like to me, like a lot of Bills fans, that the league is headed towards, listen, just play defense with whatever you've got. Left over after you build as good an offense as you can, there's a lot of that going around.
2: Yeah, and I get it. And I, I'm do all it. <laughs> I do too for it.
4: I do too. Yeah, I'm I'm okay. We got that guy taking snaps, Give him what he needs to be successful. Um, I don't care if you you got to go get a you know a new offensive line and bunch of receiver. You, you need to do it because that's what it's going to take to keep up. If you can score points, nobody can really run off and leave you. So I'm kind of with. Judy there from Buffalo, whether it's Brandon Cooks or somebody else, I don't really care. I don't have a favorite, but I know that, you know, you. I think you need to scare defenses in the back end more than the Bills were doing it this year. Uh, And and Josh can help that too by being more efficient in the pocket like he was in the first four, five, six weeks of the season when that was the most noted difference between Ken Dorsey and Brian Dayball was the fact that the Bills were staying on the field a lot. They were taking – their yards per attempt, air yards per attempt, were significantly down from a year ago. Yep. And they were, they were hanging 31 in week one, 41 in week two. I mean, They were lighting them up. So, yeah, I like the philosophy. Go out and get somebody to balance the field away from Steph Diggs, give Josh more weapons, protect him better, and then see what you can do
2: with the defense. And that the reason we can't answer your question directly, Judy, even though you gave us a, an example of Brandon Cooks, is because depending on who the target is, what it's going to take is going to be different. So, you know, if you're going for a midline guy because you can't afford to pay top dollar for a receiver because of your cap constraints, well, then it's just going to take a contract in the neighborhood of ten to $12 million a year. If you're going to trade for somebody like a Brandon Cooks, Obviously, there's going to be some assets going out the door, whether it's a player or draft capital. So it's going to differ based on who they decide to target come, the, come free agency. And then I still would say, even if they add a free agent receiver, there's probably drafting one as well. And I'll just give you a quick rundown of some free agent receivers because the pool, there are some recognizable names, but I don't know that there's many world beaters. And this is obviously before teams make cap cuts, Like, just cut guys outright from the roster because they're up against it and have to get under. Like
4: Mike Thomas in New Orleans.
2: Yeah, perfect example. But here are your guys that you know are going to be free agents. Nelson Aguilar, Sterling Shepard, DJ Chark, Randall Cobb, Marvin Jones, Julio Jones, Byron Pringle, Alan Lazard, Jacoby Myers, Juju Smith-Schuster, Jarvis Landry, Cam Sims. I mean, you can run down – it's a long list. Paris Campbell. Sammy Watkins. Darius Jameson Crowder. Darius Slayton. Yeah. Keelan Cole. Brashad Perryman. There's a long list Nicole of guys you are going to be out Paris there. Campbell. Noah Brown. I mean, it is a, it's a it's three-page list. And basically what you're doing
4: is there's two questions you've got to ask. What's it going to take to get him? And is he better than – you don't have to be better than Steph Diggs? Is he better than Gabe Davis or as good as Gabe Davis? Or is he better than Shaquille, Khalil Shakir? Is he better than Jamison Crowder? All that it can, how's he fit in your roster? If he's going to be better than those guys or has more a different skill set that you really want and you can get him, well, you know, that that's yeah. the conversation. that's the beginning and the end of the conversation right there. Yeah, go get him.
2: Let's go back to the phones and to Jerry in Buffalo. What do you got for us, Jerry? How are you doing, guys? Uh, I, I wanna make a comment about how we uh,
5: finished the season with that uh, Cincinnati In the Buffalo game when our man got hurt there and they canceled the game, I felt the NFL should have canceled the whole week. There should have been no game Sunday. And then on that following Thursday, the Bills should have played Cincinnati to make up that game. And then that would decide the fate of the playoffs. If they win, they get a bye. On that wild card playoff, so they get a buy. If they lose, they don't get a buy. They play, but they didn't do it that way. They just put it, say, well, we have a place so that will be neutral for both teams. By doing that for both teams, Buffalo, all the people that make money when the Bills are playing in town are going to lose out on that. Uh, these other towns and, and other cities are going to make the money. They should have canceled that 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 whole week.
2: Yeah, that. I... Jerry, two reasons why that was never going to happen. Number one, there's too much money to be lost by the league by canceling the entire Week 18 slate. The league wasn't going to entertain that. Number two, your suggestion, scrap Week 18, have the Bills play the following Thursday. If they don't win that game, they have three days to get ready for their first playoff game. Four days maximum, even if they play it on Monday night on wild card weekend. So no, that's
5: right. I said cancel the like cancel that whole week, that that Sunday for the games. Then when the Bills play Sunday, then they start off the following week against uh, next Saturday wild card playoff. And it would have been good for Buffalo because they would have had a bye. If
2: they well, you're win. assuming if they won, yeah. But if they didn't win, they'd have to play that week that same weekend.
5: Do you honestly think that? if it was any other team that that happened to that they would have done what they did to and to, to Buffalo no it's all money like you said it's all money but
2: money. why do you they, think why do you think buffalo is being made an example of you're saying no other team would have been given that you you think that yeah. if it was any other team they would have scrapped week 18 for the whole league
5: where's but they just pushed the, the NFL like boy they when they had that pandemic game they they did the season they push uh, extra games on, extra weeks. If they could do that for that, then they could do it. It's not – they're not going to lose. it to be an extra week long. That's all. One week off for everybody, and then the playoffs will resume after that and, and add another week on to the season. That's all. They did it for the pandemic. Why couldn't they do that for this? This was some – don't get me wrong. What happened to that guy, his life was more important than anything. And that's why they, yeah. what they did was good by canceling the game – but just add another week on to the season. Don't get – you got so much, we, this was our chance. I'm being honest. This is our, it was our chance. You yeah. know, they got the, like, the officiating was terrible this year for everybody, every team. I've seen some games, I've seen holding calls. You, you get a guy gets a call for hands in the face, and the other guys got, the, the offensive players got his hands in the guy's jersey and in his equipment, but they couldn't see that. And then he tried to put it where he got him, you know, hands yeah. to the
2: face. I, I get what you're saying, Jerry. We're we're unfortunately up against the break. Um, I, I think this is what people have to accept once and for all about officiating. It's never going to be perfect. You have humans officiating a game that moves extraordinarily fast. They have seven, eight officials on the field. They're never going to see it all. They're, they're just yeah. not. Yeah. And you have to go into every game accepting the fact they are going to miss some things. They even added a sky judge to help miss fewer things. Right. And they still and they miss do. things. They
4: do miss fewer things, and they do correct things without telling anybody. They don't announce it, so we don't all know that they actually got it right instead of what instead of not right. Yeah. Um, and I, and I get it too. As soon as the league, as soon as that game was canceled, you know it was going to be a very difficult situation for the league because at the end of the season, they can't really delay it or push week eighteen out. They just can't do any of that. The venues may not be available. There's too many logistical problems from changing cities, changing games, doing all that. It wasn't easy to get the game to be put in Atlanta if if indeed it needed to be put there. That wasn't easy. Uh, There's a ton of questions that had to be answered, and they just didn't have time to do it because there was only a week left in the regular season. So I get it. It wasn't perfect. You knew as soon as the league canceled that game and they decided that they were going to just – have the Bills and Cincinnati go with 16 game schedule? You knew any answer was never going to be fair, and they did the best they could under they tight the best circum- of a bad situation. Yeah, it was a bad situation. Um, I don't know that your and I, I, I your your opinion and your plan was just as valid as the four million others that we heard about during that time and what they should do, what they could do, what they should have done. That was all. If that was all in a perfect world, maybe some of those other things would have worked better than what they did. But this is what they did. So going back and harping about it is not going to help us. Um, I'm just glad DeMar Hamlin, there's people who think out there that he's going to be another f- a football player here in the very near future, which is awesome. But um, when he was on the field in Cincinnati on a Monday night, all, a lot of us would have traded traded that, traded the entire season just to have him being able to do what he's doing now. So
2: and And your contention that it was the Bills year, after that happened, we learned very quickly the Bills just weren't the same football team. And as tragic as that situation was, the ripple effects of the impact that had on the rest of the players in that locker room, I think, changed that team for the rest of this season. They were not the same team after that. And to say that, you know, they were destined to win the Super Bowl were it not for that event, I don't know if we can go there. So it's just a tough theory to prove Jerry so I hope you understand where we're coming from we got to take a break but uh, we'll take more phone calls when we come back here on One Bill's live presented by collider Health it's Buffalo Bill's radio
0: you could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe visit Hyundaiusa.com for more details Hyundai there's joy in every journey this episode is brought to you by
1: Progressive Insurance whether you love true crime or comedy